Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you feel like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it, so look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. What's up, this is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hell, I suck at dating. With Dean Unglert and Jared Haven, an iHeartRadio podcast. What is going on, sucky daters? Welcome to an all-new episode of Help, I Suck at Dating. My name's Dean Unglert, joined out of studio by Jared Haven. What's up, Jared? How are you? Oh, wonderful. How are you? Oh, I'm so good. Thanks for asking. We got a great episode for you guys today. We are going to have Robin Gorman Newman on the show, who's going to talk about her new uh, book, How to Marry a Mensch, which is just going to be interesting. I, I'd love to hear more about that. Uh, one of the hot topics we have this week, Wells Adams, our friend Wells, somebody you recently went golfing with. Thanks for the invite, brah. Uh, you're, like, that? you're in Rhode Island or something, aren't you? No, I'm in LA right now. Nice. Sunny. Oh, did you should have came. It was great. Uh, well, it'll be a good time. I heard Wells is a great golfer, so I don't want to embarrass myself. But Wells Adams was not in the news because of his golfing skills. He was in the news because he's talking about getting married to his beautiful fiance, Sarah Highland. Apparently, Wells said when asked the question, "Would you be interested in having a wedding in Bachelor in Paradise?" Wells responded, "And quote, no, thank you. Hard pass." <laughs> <laughs> not surprised i wonder if that i wonder if that was more of a wells thing or more of a sarah thing i think it's i think it's definitely both but i fully believe that wells does not want to get married in paradise nor do i blame him um listen the show is awesome i'm a full supporter of the show uh everything the show has given us when ash and i got engaged down in paradise um there was some preliminary, very small conversations about possibly getting married on the show. And they said, we, you know, would you be interested in getting married on Bachelor in Paradise? And we said no. Uh, because it's such a cool opportunity to get married on the show. But at the same time, we've seen friends go through the process of planning a wedding with the show. And like... It's not just about you. It's about a TV show. So, you know, there's certain cap on guests you can invite, you know, where the wedding's going to be, you know, some of the ceremonial 
uh, proceedings. You know, it, it's, you know, you get some say in it, but not all. And on your wedding day, you like, it's your friggin' wedding day. You want it to be everything you've ever wanted. So I don't, I don't, you probably would not want to get married. You probably would have saved a good amount of money though, huh? Well, that's the nice thing is you save a lot of money. And actually to reference Ash and I, cause we went through a very similar situation. We thought about the same thing. We're like, wow, we can get a free wedding. I mean, who gets the opportunity to have that? But at the end of the day, I mean, we're, we're forever grateful that we didn't go down that route. Not because we don't love the show or wouldn't have wanted the opportunity to get married on the show, but we just wanted our wedding to be what we wanted it to be. Like Crystal and uh, Chris's wedding down in Paradise, the season that you were on, literally two days after you left Paradise, first breaking up with Kaylin and of course going back to, you know, swoop her off her feet. Uh, you know, you just see like firsthand, it was, it was hard because it was their wedding, but like, it was also an episode of Bachelor in Paradise where like John Paul right. Jones and Derek were fighting and there was all this dramatic events going on. And like, they weren't the center of attention, which is really sad to not have all the attention on you on your wedding day. Cause that's literally the one day everything should be about you. Well, and to make it, to make matters even worse in that sense, it's like, they're causing all this drama and making it about them. And Chris and Crystal don't even really know these people, you know, like they don't know John Paul Jones. And yet John Paul Jones is the one that's creating a stir at the wedding. So it's like, at least if you have your own wedding, like at your and Ashley's wedding, if someone created a scene or a stir, at least you would be like, oh, that's just, that's just Nick being Nick, you know? Yeah. That's, that's but, Aunt Lori, you know, she's yeah. crazy. Oh, she got into the, uh, she spiked the Kool-Aid again. That's Aunt Lori for you. You know, it's a funny story. So, At my sister's wedding, uh, there was a, a, a big uh, hoo, hoopla because one of the guests wore a white dress, which is a big no-no because the only person who's supposed to be wearing white is, of course, the bride. So that was... Uh, what, was her, was uh, like, what was her rationale for it? So apparently her dress, she was going to wear a blue dress or some other color dress, but it got ruined like the day before. And this is the only dress she had. And it was... It was definitely white, but there was like tints of blue in it. So her argument was it was a blue dress, even though, I mean, it was as white as my skin right now. It's like that, uh, the office when Kelly wears white to, I think it was Phyllis's wedding or something. And she goes, it was a fashion emergency. The emergency was, I look really good in white. <laughs> Similar, hey, but different. You look good in certain colors. I look good in black, very slimming. Uh, would you ever get married in uh, Bachelor in Paradise, you and Kaylin? Well, I... I don't think I'll ever get married, but I mean, <laughs> I don't see, I don't see why, Sorry. If you had to get remarried. <laughs> right, right, right. I don't see why not, you know, free vacation. Uh, I mean, I don't see why not. It's like, I don't really put much stake into weddings anyway. So it's like, why not just have yeah, them fly down and only, a, you know, some, you know, commitment for the rest of your life. It's really not that big of a deal. Well, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I wake up every morning and I tell Kaylin how committed I am to her for the rest of my life. I don't think I need a wedding to tell me that how much, how I need to do that, you know? What a sweet, sweet man. Does, does Kaylin want a big wedding? Have you ever talked to her about it? Uh, we, we have not talked about it. I mean, we haven't like not talked about it, but we, uh, we don't, it's not something we dwell on. No, uh, not dwelling it. on, but just like, you know, I remember even when Ashley and I first got together, you know, it's like the conversations you have are like, well, if you know, would you want kids? How many kids would you want? Even though you're not planning right, right, like right, right, to right. have kids with them right now, it's kind of like just I don't to think talk you, about. I don't think she would want a big one. I think she'd want it to, to be a small, intimate gathering. What would you want? Oh, uh, like I said, I wouldn't want anything at all. <laughs> you would never want a ceremony or anything? You wouldn't really care? 
No, I mean, I, I don't, I, I, a, I don't like, um, it's the same reason I don't really ever like host people over at my house. I hate being like the reason that people are getting together. I hate that like people are coming somewhere from far away to like celebrate you and like all eyes are on you and they're like expecting you to like entertain them more or less. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, totally. And so that just, that kind of gives me anxiety. So I don't, I don't really ever foresee myself wanting a wedding uh, because of that reason. I agree with you, usually on the same boat, but with our wedding, um, there was this innate, like, I remember when we were, uh, like, in the little side room for the groomsmen, and just being so overwhelmed with emotion because of the exact feeling you're describing right now, that literally everybody was there just for me and Ash and celebrating our love. And like all the people that I love are all together and this is never going to happen again. And so for that reason, I, I, I think the wedding is like the one time where you can get away with that being like, Hey, I don't, I like, you just got to focus on your, I know you're here for me, but you need to focus on yourself kind of thing. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but like the, what you're exactly talking about is the reason why I don't like hosting people except for the wet, my wedding day. That was the only mm. time where I was like, I'm so happy that everybody went out of their way to be here <laughs> for <Yeah>. me. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's, I guess it's something that you probably were even stressing out about before the wedding. And then at the wedding, like you were saying in that side room before going out there on stage or whatever, on the altar, whatever you want to call it. Uh, that's probably like when you're like, okay, cause it's actually pretty cool. Right. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah. The doors open up. You were the first one to walk down the aisle is you and Courtney. And it was just like, well, and then like, it was, it was so emotional for me because I've talked about this on the podcast before the, the, uh, combining of all my friends and family, people that don't know each other, like you and Nick have never met my friends from, from home or my family. And then, so like my friends from home have never met you guys. And then, you know, with Ben and, 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 and like Becca and, and Tanya were there and Amanda. And, and it was just like this, this joining of, of two separate lives that Ashley and I lead, which is what I loved so much. That was like the best part. But here's the difference between you and me. If we were in a movie, the, uh, you would be, you're like the main character or like a central character in a movie. And I'm just like a character that comes in, does something crazy and then leaves just as quickly as I came. And so you know, for, for supplementary characters like myself, it just, it's, it's a little, it's a little different. See, I disagree. I think you're just in a different movie. <laughs> like I'm <laughs> the prototypical rom-com, like whatever dude, you know, but where you, your movie, like I'm in an hour and a half rom-com. You are in a three hour epic documentary that just goes through the story of your life. You know? Sure. I, I disagree, but I appreciate that. I think that's a good analogy. Uh, I'm in, yeah, I'm in uh, uh, 10 Things I Hate About You. You are in Free Solo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the difference is comparing myself to Alex Honnold is like comparing a raisin to a pumpkin and then comparing you to, what is it, Heath Ledger that's in that movie is like comparing uh, uh, like a, uh, like a, a clementine to, a to an orange. No, like it's 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 a much closer comparison that you have to the lead of that film than I well, do. Am to I the really the that much closer to, to uh, Heath Ledger? God rest his soul. Uh, he was a good-looking man. A lot of charm to that guy. Anyway, let's move on. We'll go to the next hot topic. 
uh, before we get our guest on here. Former bachelorette. Han- oh, sorry. Go. Well, yeah, before before we talk about Hannah Brown, I want to talk about this real quick. So, sure. uh, Michael Michael B. Jordan, everyone's man crush in the world, is now mm-hmm. dating Lori Harvey, or at least they're officially dating. Mm-hmm. Um, and Lori Harvey is the daughter of Steve Harvey, and Steve has gone on record to say something along the lines of, I like this one, but I still got my eye on him. I mean, I like him, but like I say to all of them, I might like you, I might approve of you, but I've got a some a thumb-sized section of my heart filled with nothing but pure hatred for you, just in case I need it. Uh, so my question is for you, what was it like when you met Ashley's dad for the first time, and then what was it like to kind of, uh, you know, win his approval or win him over? Well, it was interesting meeting Ashley's dad because when I first met him, Ash and I were just friends, and I thought his her parents were going to friggin' hate me. Uh, thank God they're so welcoming and sweet that that didn't happen uh, because I met them immediately after our first season of Paradise where I was just the guy rejecting their daughter. And they were so nice and so welcoming. And at this point, Ash and I had become friends. So I'm sure, you know, behind my back, so to speak, not in a malicious way, but they were definitely dubious of me as they well should have been. Uh, But once we started dating to kind of fast forward, they were, I I think they just, they always knew, I think they always felt just like a lot of people did in our lives that Ash and I were going to end up together. And I think they always liked that. I don't know. They, they just, I never got the treatment of like the dad sitting me down and talking to me about, you know, loyalty and, you know, trying to scare the shit out of me before I take their daughter on a first date. I never really got that. I've never gotten that in my life. Have you? Um, I don't think so. I don't think so. But I guess all the girls that I've dated in my life have always had daddy issues. So maybe that's why. <laughs> all right. Well, you have a type. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, so, so you don't think there's a point where like Mr. Iaconetti could like snap his fingers and just have a, a complete and utter hatred for you? Um, no, I think we've grown too close, especially now, you know, after every, you know, after being a, married into the family and spending so much time together. No, I, I would hope not. I mean, who the hell knows, really? I don't want to predict the future, but I hope that there doesn't come a point where he snaps his fingers like Thanos and then immediately just hates my guts. Um, but anytime I hear stories about this, all I can think about is bad boys too, when Will Smith and Martin Lawrence go to the door and just scare the crap out of that kid. And, and Will Smith's like, I just got out of jail and I ain't going back. Uh, <laughs> I, I So my dad... Yeah, I've never really encountered a dad like that, which is so disappointing. I'm curious if I, you know, if I'm like disappointing, huh? It is kind of disappointing. Don't you want to like see that like that one time being like the guy that goes to the door to take the daughter out, and like the dad comes to the door with a shotgun, and it's like get her home by ten, or I'm gonna, you know, bury you. (laughs) Right. I wonder if uh, if anyone in that that produces this podcast might be that type of way because Mark, for instance, has two daughters, if I remember correctly. Mark, do you want to chime in and, and maybe share your thoughts on? this as a whole i do have two daughters and i've never subscribed to that shotgun dad kind of theory because you just want you you talk a big game until they're born and then you just want them to be happy you just want them to date a nice guy you you just want the best for them so i'm not going to intimidate anybody my 14 year old has a boyfriend and he's great and we think he's great now of course they can't see each other (laughs) because of the pandemic right so it's basically a facetime relationship and that helps me that helps me ease into it for her first boyfriend they start dating over facetime or do they know each other before they've known each other from school but it became a a thing over facetime 
It is kind of like a win-win for you as a father because, uh, you know, they're not doing anything like physical, right? And they're like actually like building a foundation of uh, like trust and just like talking to each other all the time. Yes, love it. Absolutely. And also it's a little bit different for you because Mark's, you know, Midwestern guy, married his high school sweetheart, like lives in Los Angeles, has a great job, great life. Like Mark has nothing to be angry about. So he's not going to like lash out on his daughter's boyfriends or anything like that. I love that that's your perspective of me, Dean, and I'll take it. Thank you. <laughs> that's, that's, yep, that's how I see it. But, you know, maybe I could be wrong. And our last hot topic before we have our guest come on, former bachelorette Hannah Brown uh, was spotted holding hands with model Adam Woolard. I don't know why I said that. Woolard. In Los Angeles. This was actually confirmed by Matt James on our fellow iHeartRadio podcast, Almost Famous, hosted by the beautiful, wonderful... The woman I love, Ashley Iconetti, uh, who, and Matt James confirmed it. He's like, oh, I, I met Hannah's boyfriend, and he's incredible. So Hannah Brown with a new leading man in her life. But it's not, I mean, I guess it's official. It's just not Instagram official. So she has to, like, post it. Come on now. Uh, any thoughts on Hannah Brown dating a new guy? Nope. No thoughts. Congratulations to her. That's good for good for her. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's got to be hard. It's got to be hard for her because she was like very famously single for a while after her and Jed broke up. So I mean, I probably would imagine she's been dating, but it's good that she's finally comfortable enough with someone to start talking about him publicly. I'm curious what Tyler thinks about this because Tyler and her have such a close, you know, public relationship. Uh, I'm curious if Tyler is still one of her closest friends. Because it's always weird when you start dating a guy and you have a guy best friend who you used to, you know, make out with. I mean, I'm pretty sure Tyler's been linked with like six different uh, Instagram models. So I don't think he probably cares too much. Well, the reason I, I, I asked this question is because when Ashley and I were just friends and I was going on dates with other people and she was going on dates with other people these girls that I would go on dates with would always ask me about Ash because they knew Mm. that we had this friendship, but it was kind of weird because, you know, Ash had confessed her feelings so many times and, but you guys were still friends. So like, what is this? So I'm curious if this guy, Adam, when Hannah and him first started dating was like, so what's up with Tyler? Are you guys just friends or not? Or should I be worried? You know, Tyler's obviously a very good-looking man. If, if I was in Adam's shoes, I would have been worried if they were so close. But uh, I wish nothing but the best for Hannah and Adam. I'm very excited for Hannah. Uh, hopefully hopefully this is the one. So who's this Adam guy? He's a model or something, you said? Yeah, he's a model. Lives in L.A. I saw a picture of him. Uh, only with his mask on. Only saw his eyes. Great eyes, though. I feel like this is a very good-looking man. Uh, he has, like, these, like, green eyes. Very jealous. Green eyes are the best. I mean, he's a model, so I'm sure he's pretty attractive. Yeah, good he's pretty, Hannah. pretty, pretty good looking. So good for Hannah. I'm happy for, like you said, she's been famously single for quite some time. So I, I'm happy that she's in a relationship and hopefully uh, it's a healthy and happy relationship and hopefully it goes the distance. Yeah, great. I'm glad we could uh, contribute really nothing to that whole. Uh, just a <laughs> lot of that they're dating. A lot of words with well, nothing know. behind them. <laughs> you know, hey, we're just here to ask questions not answer them okay that's why we're here that's what we do that's why it's called help i suck at dating it holds us uh zero percent responsible for anything we say because we're already telling you how much we suck you know so it's exactly. like exactly 
if we're wrong or we're very being stupid, it's like, well, what did you expect? We say right there in the title that we suck. So. Yeah. What did you famously say in Paradise? Uh, under promise, over deliver. That's what we do here at uh, Help I Suck at Dating. You want to know what's funny about about that? I think I might have shared this on the podcast. Uh, I went. I got lunch with my boss like a like a long, like a year ago or something like that. Uh, and he goes, "Hey, I heard you say under promise, over deliver." And he goes, "You know, I told you that when you were interviewing for this job." And I was like, "I honestly had no idea." So apparently, I sold that from my former boss. Um, Fun little fact. So, Daniel Tudor, if you're listening, uh, thanks for the great catchphrase. Uh, <laughs> nice anyways, little shout out. We are, yeah, yeah, yeah. We are going to take a quick break. We've got a great guest coming up. Author of How to Marry a Mensch, Robin Gorman Newman, will be joining us. So, stick around after the break. We're going to have her on shortly. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois and my life has never been the same and I love her so much and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just and a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we, we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And, and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So... I, I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and, and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive, June 7th to 9th. And the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. 
Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Well, welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. We have a very special guest joining us via Zoom because of the pandemic. Uh, She is the author uh, of How to Marry a Mensch, The Love Coach's Guide to Meeting Your Mate, which is now available on Amazon. She is also the founder of www.lovecoach.com. Robin Gorman Newman. Robin, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you? I'm good. It's my pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. First, I have to say I love somebody with three names. I really I there's <laughs> something badass about it. Robin Gorman Newman. Like it just sounds cool. I'm going to start calling myself Jared Matthew Haven. That's my middle name. It doesn't have as much gumption as your name, though, unfortunately. So, of course, you are the author of How to Meet a Mensch in New York and How to Marry a Mensch. Um, and you, of course, been on CNN. You've been on the Today Show. So tell me, first of all, what exactly is a mensch and why should we want to marry a mensch? A mensch is a decent, responsible person, and it's a man or a woman, so you don't have to be a menschette to be a female Mm. mensch. And why are we talking about menches? Because now more than ever, the world needs all the menches it can get. And if you're looking for a mate or a partner or whatever it is you want in your life, a mensch is the way to go because they'll treat you well. And who wouldn't want that? And you read about specifically meeting a mensch in New York or how to, is that right? Well, my first book was about New York, mm-hmm. but the second book so, is broad-based and it includes stories of people who met their mensches. Why do you think it's so hard to meet a mensch in New York, more so than most places? You know, it's a numbers game. And New York is so fast, just like the internet is so fast. So there's, on the web, you have all the swiping. And in New York, you have all the just speed walking and everything is speed driven. And I think what's important is to give people a chance because a mensch might not show up as the most, um, you know, enticing person to start to begin with. Mm-hmm. Not to say that a mensch can't be, but some people feel like a mensch is maybe not sexy or maybe doesn't ride a motorcycle. And that's not true, but you want to give a person a chance, give them time and don't judge so quickly. And I think New Yorkers are just maybe a little quick to do that. Well, everything well, just moves faster that. in New York. That's the thing. You know, everything's exactly. fast. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Let's talk about that then, because I, I imagine a lot of women struggle to transition from uh, dating like the anti-mensch, if you yeah. will, to then, the to then start dating the, the mensch. Right, exactly. So what yeah. kind of advice would you have for someone that, that even is able to recognize the fact that they're attracted to a quote-unquote bad boy or bad girl? Because you said mensch is, is gender agnostic. So what advice yeah. would you have for someone that's, that, that has maybe recognized that fault in themselves and then uh, wants to pursue a, a true mensch? I think if they recognize that, that's half the battle because a lot of the time they're just not willing to admit that. And you really have to own your stuff. You want to do like a tough love look at yourself. And if you've been doing the same thing, like for the last 10 years, and if you've never had a good relationship, 
then you want to step back and say, hey, you know what? I got to do something different here. And I am willing to go the mensch route. And let's frame that in a positive way. A mensch is not a schlep. A mensch is not a nerd. You know, a mensch is not a schlemiel or any other word you would attach to it. What's a, a schmiel? quality. <laughs> yeah, that's from the uh, Laverne and Shirley. Did you see that TV show? Years oh, ago? of course. Did they sing that song? You know, it's wow. like a nebbishy kind of person. And that's not what a mensch is. A mensch is a quality person. And I think that people are more inclined to meet one when you decide you deserve it. And that's really the key. So a lot of people, I think, can relate to what you're saying where, oh, I've always dated the wrong people. I'm attracted to the wrong people. And they recognize that they need to make a change in their life. I think the problem is a lot of people don't know how to even begin at making yeah. those changes. So do you have any advice for people that are going through similar situations where they realize they're dating the wrong people, they just don't know how to date the right people? I think you might want to start by taking a look at what your efforts are. So for example, if you want to meet a mensch, and a mensch could be also defined as someone who is community-minded, someone who would have your back, but also possibly the back of others. So that could mean maybe exploring volunteer work getting involved with a nonprofit organization, pursuing something with continuity, which that often happens with volunteer work, because when you get to see some of the same faces more than once, you get to establish friendships that can lead to more. So I'm really a fan of not just doing things that might feel blatantly social, but things that will expand your social circle and really maybe allow you to open your eyes in a way that you haven't done before. Do you think, do you think it's possible to turn a schmuck into a mensch and schmuck is the word I'm going to use as the opposite of a mensch from now on. So can you, can you yeah. meet a schmuck and then turn him into a mensch? Do you think? That's a really good question. I think you could only do that if the schmuck had the desire. <sighs> mm. I, I asked that too, because a lot of people, uh, so, so I've been dating my girlfriend now for almost uh, two years, something like that. It'll be two years <laughs> in June. And a lot of, a lot of people, when we started dating, uh, we're saying that Kaylin is the one that turned me from a bad boy into a mensch, right? And so uh, uh, I, I, I personally don't necessarily agree fully with that, but I, I agree. I think that you have to find someone that's uh, ready to put their schmuck ways behind them and, ready yeah. and, and, and start being a mensch. Did you, that's interesting, that story. Did you feel that? Did you feel a transition? Uh, I, I mean... Yeah, I guess so. I think, well, there's like kind of a, a bit of a backstory, but like I broke up with her like after a couple of days of dating because uh, I didn't want to have a girlfriend. And then I realized the error of my ways and I came back and asked her to be my girlfriend. And it's been more or less smooth sailing, you know, with a couple a couple cloudy days. But for the most part, it's been uh, it's been pretty so good. So I think but in order I, to tr transition from a schmuck to a mensch, the schmuck needs to recognize they're being a schmuck. Right. Well, and, and I think to Robin's point, too, is I think that this schmuck at one point just decided I was done being a schmuck and I was ready to be a mensch. And so I was like, OK, schmuck days are behind me. Mensch days are ahead of me. Let's get this going. But do you think part of it is because of not just how what she might have offered you, but what you decided you wanted with her and you wanted to show I, up as a better person? Yeah, I mean, I, I think so. I, and don't get me wrong. I mean, she deserves a lot of credit, too, because she makes me a better person as well. Um, it's not entirely just a decision, but, but yeah, I don't know. It's hard. To, it's hard to say really, but I've, I've got a question for you. So yeah. I believe in your books, you say that most menches are mama's boys. Is that true? Well, 
it depends how you define that. I mean, you could look at that initially and feel like that's a bad thing. Because when you say mama's boy, it might feel like they're attached to their mama or what have you. But my point with that is that take a look at how they treat their mother. Because someone should respect their mother, of course, love their mother, show up for their mother, you know, within reason, of course, live their own life as well. But if they're not being decent toward their mother, to me, that's a major red flag. I agree. Jared, what do you think? As I would say Jared's a mama's boy. Yeah, I'm a self-proclaimed mama's boy. Uh, yeah. I would, well, I mean, she, actually, I was talking about this yesterday uh, with to Ashley about how I feel like we don't appreciate our mothers enough because I, so I look at one of my close friends, Jade, and she has three kids. She's 33. All the kids are under three years old. And I've seen how much love and effort this woman pours into her kids. And I was thinking about it. Her kids are never going to remember this. Like everything (laughs) she's ever done for them up to this point, they're never going to remember. They won't appreciate because at some point when like her kids get to 10 or 11, like the kids are going to hate the parents because that's what they do for a little while. And so to me, I was like, man, I feel bad. Like literally up until I was, you know, however old, seven, I, I would have died without them. And I don't even remember this. So anyway, uh, yeah. you know, for any any, any uh, schmucks out there who don't appreciate their parents, uh, become a mensch and become a mama's boy. And as soon as you admit it, it's a better life, I promise you. So that's my theory on mama's boy. But Jared, by that logic, you should just like say, have a baby, give it to like a foster care for the first eight years of their life and then take it back <laughs> and then start raising it. Yeah, no difference. There, yeah, exactly. I think I think your your Jade, for instance, who's raising these young children, is ingraining in them that they can trust her and that she will take care of them and protect them, whether they are going to remember it or not. I think that they're still at least mentally registering it. That's going to be stored with them forever subconsciously. Right? I hope you're right. I and I think you're ultimately right, obviously. But mm-hmm. there is this sense of me when I when I think about my childhood and how much I did not appreciate my parents until I was older and could really understand the concept of a parent-child relationship. Uh, I just wish I knew that early on, you know, because I felt so bad. One thing, one, yeah. one thing I've always questioned, and sorry to detract from the topic at hand here, but I've always, I'll always like see uh, like parents bring like their one or two-year-old child to like Disneyland or like on an expensive tropical vacation. And I'm like, well, why, what, are, like, they're not going to remember that. Yeah, what do we you do? You know, like, it's not even fun for them. You know, it's loud, it's hot. It's like, they're probably complaining and whining the whole time. I just, that's one thing that I haven't really you understood. You can't go to dinner because you have the kid, like, it's like a 25-minute limit before they start crying. So it's like, you got to go okay. in, you got to order, eat, and get the hell out. Robin, what's your take on this? We, we'd love to hear a, 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 a professional I have opinion. a lot of takes on this. Well, I have a 17-year-old, so I so get it. Um, those vacations, first of all, those are for the parents. Those are right. I mean, let's be real. Like, is it a two-year-old? They don't know. We took my son on a cruise when he was, I don't even know, you know, 10-ish, maybe less. He remembers he went on a cruise, but he has no idea, like, where we went, you know, or what right. we did, which is kind of okay with me because I wanted to go. So it depends on right. your expectation, you know. But I think, you know, you raise an interesting conversation around this. And I know we're talking about love, but... The whole idea of a mensch comes up for me as well as a parent in terms of raising one. You know, are are mensches born or bred? 
And I grapple with this a lot because I think it's interesting when a parent has the wherewithal to be conscious of modeling menhood, you know, for their child. But what if they don't? And then someone is raised and they're not exposed to that. Can they right. then segue from that, as you said earlier, you know, to become that mensch? And would mensch would be even on their radar, having not mm -hmm. come from that background? I, re I remember uh, a while ago, and this statistic is probably outdated and probably even wrong, but I remember reading it. It said uh, that like IQ is 40% hereditary, which means 60% of it is what you gain throughout life experiences, et cetera, which I imagine most characteristics that we uh, embody and embolden are 40% hereditary, 60% taught. And so when you say, you know, is it born or bred? I imagine that at least the majority of it has to be bred. Like if you're a really good parent and you're like a stand-up citizen, model citizen, uh, your child will see that and then hopefully incorporate it into their life and be a mensch much earlier on than most other uh, children would be, right? That's kind of my take on it, at least. Uh, yeah, I think so. And and for me, that's been really important within raising my son. He's actually a volunteer firefighter and he's just 17. Oh, nice. So I sort of feel like we did the mensch thing, you know, in, in that way that he's very community minded. So you would call your 17 year old the mensch? Oh, yeah, he's a mensch. Nice. Good job. For sure. But even menches aren't perfect. You know, let me just. Right. Nobody that. is. No mensch exactly. or schmuck is perfect. Or, right. or or imperfect to that matter. Uh, so, Robin, right. I just wanted to ask one more question before we let you go. And I wanted to ask about the current state of the world, the pandemic, because this has changed, I think, the dating game uh, for a lot of different ways. Um, you know, we're living in the most isolated, lonely time, uh, at least in my lifetime. So I want to ask you as a love coach, how has love and relationships changed during the pandemic? And if somebody's single out there, what are some of the things that you think they can do to fight that loneliness if they're unable to really meet up with people in person? Yeah. Well, I love that. And I'd, I'd love to live your, leave your listeners with the notion that this doesn't have to be wasted time. And I know, you know, I've actually been working with quite a number of love coaching clients during this time. I do one-on-one -on -one consults. And it's, you know, the, the main thing that's come up is what can I do now? And I think it's an amazing time to connect virtually in a really quality way with people. And I've been doing all kinds of Zooms, whether it's through a networking group. Um, you have this new <clears throat> Clubhouse app that everyone's, you know, hot for. People are connecting on there. Even connecting on Facebook and LinkedIn and Instagram in more heartfelt ways. You might have all these friends on there, but reach out to people individually and see if they'll Zoom, see if they want to do a chat. I've been finding people much more willing, much more available during this time. So I think it's a great opportunity to really avail yourself of that. Take some online classes where you're in the Zoom room and you get to chat with people in there too, because that can lead to relationship building and eventually you can meet when it feels safe. So I think keep the faith and really, you know, seize this moment to make new friends, even if it's virtual, because I've had a lot of success, actually, during this time. I know I've connected with people that I probably would not have ever connected with prior to the pandemic. So that's a big upside. Yeah, no, I think that's great advice. And I, I love that. And I hope listeners take it to heart. 
Because uh, yeah. I told myself I was going to write a movie script during this time, and uh, I've gotten, ooh, about three lines done. So uh, right. don't be like me in that sense. Get stuff done. We have the opportunity to do it. So, Robin, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Once again, everybody listening, go check out Robin Gorman Newman's brand new book, How to Marry a Mensch, The Love Coach's Guide to Meeting Your Mate, which, of course, is on Amazon. And make sure to check out her website, lovecoach.com. Robin, once again, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, my pleasure. And happy early Valentine's Day to everybody. Thank you. You as well. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing Black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash blackandunlimited to discover all the amazing Black-owned products you can add to your daily routine. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes, and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The Pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois, and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois, and my life has never been the same, and I love her so much, and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs First was Pappy, and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much. With Pappy, he just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him, and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive, June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com adoption drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, 
It's got standard third row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, we are back for everyone. Well, for my favorite segment, I don't know if it's everyone's, I guess. Uh, Emails, listener emails. Before we jump into them, I always love to remind you guys, email us, please. Your stories, your your scenarios, your hilarious jokes even. I don't know. I don't care. I just love getting emails. Yeah. I suck at dating at iheartmedia.com. Email us uh, if you need advice, anything like that. We're going to bring Mark in. We got two emails for you today. We're going to try and power through them as quickly. Well, not as quickly as we can because, you know, we want to drag this out for as long as possible. But <laughs> I think Mark's got places to be. He's got something with He's Paris Hilton. Man, you know? and, Oh, Mark's gone. So you know what? We're just going to have, uh, let's see, maybe Becky Riley or Easton, Easton wants to read for us. The voice of God. Come on, baby. That, that's right. I, I am the voice of God. Thank you for recognizing. Um, this first one's from Melissa. How do I navigate my two-year relationship with my boyfriend when I have a huge issue with his brother? With all the major events that have happened in 2020, we've definitely had a lot of major discussions in regards to race, religion, Black Lives Matter, Blue Lives Matter. His comments offend me. I've discussed this with my boyfriend and he sort of excuses it by saying, "Eh, it's just the way it is. I I never take anything he says seriously, but it's harder for me to sweep it under the rug. I wouldn't want to end my relationship just because I don't like one of his brothers, but how do I manage my feelings going forward? My boyfriend said he would talk to him privately and that way I don't feel uncomfortable around him, but I've told my boyfriend not to because I don't want to cause drama. So what do we tell Hmm. Melissa? I think what we tell Melissa is, well, you're not dating his brother Mm -hmm. so it's like he might have a different viewpoint of you but it's not like that's the person that you're dating potentially gonna spend the rest of your life with so as much of a maybe like a uh i don't want to say nuisance i don't want to like belittle uh the differences and opinions here but as much of a inconvenience or whatever it is for you it's not like that's the person that you're choosing to date you know so as long as your boyfriend shares the same ideals and you're comfortable with what he believes i think that's the most important thing um what do you guys think yeah i i totally agree you're not dating the boy, the brother. Like, yeah, I just you might have to put up with it around the holidays and and stuff like that. And you two just might have to, you know, put your differences aside and and realize that you know your family and you're married to his brother. And you know, you when you see each other, you have to be cordial and not talk politics. I mean, I I it seems like the boyfriend is doing everything he possibly can. He said. Uh, you know, he's he is trying to make Melissa comfortable and he said that he talked to his brother. So I think that at the end of the day, Melissa, the best thing moving forward is for you to not talk politics around her brother, around his brother. And then maybe it's good for Melissa, your boyfriend, to talk to his brother and just say, hey, listen, Melissa has a different viewpoint. Let's just not talk politics when we're together. I mean, the cornerstone to any successful relationship are in-laws with which you fundamentally disagree. So I think you're uh, you're in for a, you're in for a strong uh, relationship there, Melissa. Don't don't worry about it. Uh, let's do one more here. This is from Nikki. Do you think that if you were in high school the same time as your partner, would you guys have dated? Why or why not? Jared, I'll let you take the lead on this one. Damn, that's a great question. I think so. I think I would have dated Ash back in high school. Um, yeah. That's a, I don't know. I don't know if she, I, she would have liked me post, 
junior year, most likely senior year, I think Ash would have started liking me because that's when I started coming into my own and starting. I felt like I kind of looked like a good looking high school kid back then, senior year. Before that, I was fat. So I think she would have started liking me senior year. And I think Ash's personality, she would have been the cool girl in school. So I would have been attracted to her. Uh, And I've seen pictures of Ash in high school, lots of makeup, which I thought was the hottest thing when I was a teenager. So (laughs) I think I would have really liked her. (laughs) Good answer. Good answer. Uh, I think that Caitlin and I probably would not have dated in high school. I think when I was in high school, uh, and even in college, I really liked like the tomboy-ish type girls, like the, the the athletes. Contrary to Jared, I did not like, ma- still don't like makeup, but uh, especially then. And I know that Kaylin, uh, you know, she was in pageants back then. I just don't think it would have necessarily been someone I would have gravitated towards. I also know that Kaylin is is a bit of an introvert, and I think back then, especially, I would sometimes like lean on my partner or my girlfriend to be the extrovert of the relationship, to kind of like be the center of attention at times and. Uh, for those reasons, I don't think I would have necessarily pursued her in high school. Yeah, you know what's funny? I don't think I have a type. I hmm. do. You think you have a type? Uh, I thought I did, uh, but before I started dating Kaylin, I would have said my type was something completely different. So I guess I don't either. <laughs> Ethan, what do you think? But it kind of. It kind of goes back to what Robin was saying, though. It's like, uh, well, sorry to interrupt yeah. Easton, but like, you know, if you if you do something so many times and it keeps failing and failing, then maybe you should switch it up and try something different. I have a type, and it's uh, gigantic asses. That's my type. And oh, <laughs> yeah, booty guy. Yeah, yeah. And that, and my, well, that's why you're such a big Cardi B fan. It's, it's true. It's true, and it's it's the only reason I married my wife. The only reason, and uh, it's worked out for yeah. me. You know. Well, I was thinking about all my crushes uh, in high school, or my crushes since. <laughs> And they are all wildly different. Some it's, booties, some not booties, some athletes, some like very quaint type girls. I don't know. I mean, Jared, booties uh, are great. That's a nice little checklist to have. Ethan, I'm going to be p- completely honest with you. Out of respect for you, I've never even looked at your wife's butt. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad that you can come on this podcast and admit that. Well, I appreciate that. I, I would have no problem if you did, but uh, I also appreciate you, you know, respecting her for her personality and her mind because that's something that right. I should probably do more often. <laughs> right, she's very right, smart right, and she's right. very hardworking. Is that why you and I are such good friends? You think because you like my big old caboose? It, it is. It is. You know, I, I've yeah, I've checked it out many times, and uh, you got a nice. Uh, you're double cheeked up, you know, and I appreciate that. Well, I don't know why we're friends then, because I got a tiny one. <laughs> very flat back there i mean it's come along a little bit i've been doing more squats over the past year but still you know it's not not anything to you know write home about i see a lot of potential you want to know what else is not to write home about the the the, the, the derailing of this podcast over about the last 120 seconds so because of that let's just go ahead and wrap it up let's we're unraveling let's go ahead and re-ravel it back up wrap it up call it a day call it a week uh, big thank you to the listeners. Big thank you to our emailers. Uh, again, I suck at dating at iheartmedia.com to both Melissa and Nikki. We hope that we uh, were able to accurately answer your questions for you. Of course, big thank you to our guest, Robin Gorman Newman. Uh, be sure to check out her book, How to Marry a Mensch, The Love Coach's Guide to Meeting Your Mate, or check out her website, www.lovecoach.com. Um, what else, Jared? Anything else before we want to? Yeah, get I just want to say one thing. This podcast comes out Sunday night, but we record it before Sunday. So go, Bucks, go, baby. Let's go. Tommy, Tommy Brady. Woo! 
I will say before we leave, I do think I'm going to place a big a big wager on the Bucks to win. I think the Bucks are going to win, and they're underdogs. They're like a plus one thirty right now. Yeah, they're three and a half points. Uh, three and a, I think three or three and a half point underdogs. So it's tight, but it's going to be a good game. Brady, Mahomes, Tom in his tenth Super Bowl. Let's go. I was actually going to ask you if you could send me like a like a Bucks jersey or shirt to wear. Um, yeah, but I've got. I'm be asking too much. No, 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 no. I've, I actually I have one that you can wear. No, no joke. I might come pick it up tomorrow then if that's okay. Yeah, we'll be around. I haven't seen you in a All year. Right. So you should definitely stop yeah. by. Yeah. Well, we'll see. we'll keep socially distant, of Obviously. course. But uh but yeah, that'll do it. Go Bucks, go. Uh what was the shirt that you got today? Something about like mud? Bud? You got like a shirt you unwrapped it on your uh Instagram story. There's oh, well, there were Tampa slogan. shirts. It was two of them. One was Yes, we cannon. Uh fire the cannons. Uh and then the other one was uh Bucks don't stop. That might be the shirt you're wearing right there. Bucks, Bucks don't, don't stop. stop. That's what I'm thinking of. All right, well go Bucks if the Chiefs win. That's back to back. Either way it's a historic Super Bowl, which it's going to be a fun one to watch. Uh hope you guys uh are enjoying the Super Bowl weekend. Hopefully you do it responsibly and be sure to tune in next week where maybe we all suck just a little bit less. Follow Help by Suck at Dating on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share Black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with Black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Love at First Sight still exists. It's available at your local shelter. This June 7th to 9th, join the Pedigree Adoption Drive and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more and see full terms and conditions.